0: Okay, guys, it's The Great Debates, and it's our holiday episode. Oh, yeah. What a tradition. You know what that means. Yes. Guests. It yes. means we have some special guests. Introduce yourselves, guests. Here in the studio tonight, we have BJ
1: Novak and John Mayer.
0: Yeah. Year
2: four.
1: Wow. Is it the, this is the fourth year we've done this? That's amazing. Let's get to
3: First, we have BJ Novak. BJ, let's hear your voice, just if listeners
4: are trying to associate. I'm Steve Healy. I'm taking the pro. No. Oh, no. damn it. That's Too what confusing. you say. Yeah. Well, this is me. That's BJ. Always joking around.
2: And I'm John, usually uh, trying to be, in my attempt to be really articulate, I'm actually not articulate at all, so you'll hear me get take real long-winded paths to say something anyone else could have said in a real salient
3: way. Hey, as long as we get there, right? Yeah. There are
2: many roads. It's very kind. We've got
1: Dave, and we've got our moderator, Dan. Hey, guys. Brie Mark's in the house as
4: well. Hey, it's Mark.
1: a full sure. holiday experience. It's yeah. beautiful.
4: It feels like feels like the holiday yes! season. Yes! It's it's it starts air. now.
1: But what do we come here for? It's not to talk about the crisp in the air. No, it's to we talk about the No! Gah! Gah! Okay, <clears throat> I've got a micro top
0: and I think we're not going to put the timer on, but we are going to put two people against each other. And I think we're going to have John Mayer take the pro and Steve Healy take the con. Is that right? Yes. On. Are you ready, John? I'm ready. Everybody should love Bruce Springsteen. Everybody should love Bruce
2: Springsteen. Whether or not his sonic vocabulary is up your alley you've got to appreciate such dedication to the craft of songwriting. You don't have to listen to Bruce Springsteen every day but when you do you should love the consistency and focus of this writer who is one of the great great American authors, I would say, beyond just being a songwriter. And I think you don't have to just listen to his music. You can watch his music go by, almost like you would read lines on a page. And and that's worth loving, whether or not you can get into the sonic quality of every song. I know that I'm fairly recent to the fold of listening to Bruce Springsteen's music. And I got to tell you. Wish I would have picked it up a long time ago because, again, the construction is what's so beautiful. You might not be a fan of every paint color he's using, but good Lord, the the images he's creating with those colors is to uh, to be admired by all.
3: I'm Steve Healy, and I'm taking the con. There was a word you used there, John, appreciate which I think is the appropriate word Mm. to use. Mm. If the debate had been everybody should appreciate Bruce Springsteen, then I'd think that was fine. Because yeah, he's Bruce Springsteen, he's a great songwriter, a great craftsman, etc. But love? I don't think so. I don't think anybody should love anything they don't want to. I think there's a lot about Bruce Springsteen frankly that's just sort of off-putting it's a slightly the saxophone solos the 80s vibe the aggro energy look do your thing but not for me and i don't want to love it and i don't think i have to love it or i should love it i think i can let that go i think i can be like here's a great poet a great artist whatever he's doing this thing but i don't love him i may not even like him and i don't have to He's Bruce Springsteen. He's fine. He's a representative of something. But can I think he's uncool? Can I not want to be around him? Can I not want to listen to him? Of course. That's my right. I don't think everybody should love Bruce Springsteen. You, you could.
2: Th- I don't know how you would think he was uncool. Uh, you might want to check your language on that. I don't know what isn't cool about Bruce Springsteen. Uh, and I think to appreciate something is to, to appreciate great art is to love it. If you are so sort of separate in your senses Mm. that you see something beautiful and you say, I appreciate that and it doesn't engender a feeling of love. That's a cold, that's a cold life.
3: Well, I think that is how you can feel towards certain artists. You know, like you mentioned Bruce Springsteen is a great writer. Let's take another great American writer, Henry James. Okay. Right. Great. I love Henry James. No, I don't love him. I respect the man. I respect his work. He's done something, sure, I'll give it up to Bruce Springsteen,
2: but I don't have to love him, and you, I'm not going to. Would you like to go on record as saying, and, and, and not, not anywhere in particular, but let's just do a little thought exercise here. All right. uh, Steve doesn't love Bruce Springsteen. Are no. you okay with people knowing you don't love Bruce Springsteen? I'm
3: putting it on the podcast. I like him. I went to Bruce Springsteen show. No, sure. you can't you can't, say that. you can't say that. A lot of words I'd associate with
2: Bruce Springsteen. Honor, yes, respect, love, no. You've just it's described the tenets of love. If you if you were at a wedding and somebody was and 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 the preacher was 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 recit- was talking about love he would use all the words that you've used and he would use love as the sort of umbrella word for all of it.
3: I don't know. I think there's an emotion, a feeling that love can't be faked. You know, and when I look at Bruce Springsteen, I am like, sure, the guy is rocking out but there's just no love burbles up for me the way it does for uh, Bob Dylan or the people that I read the grateful Jerry Garcia I see Jerry Garcia I'm like love that guy I see Bruce I'm like 80s little overwrought, a little too much sometimes little sweaty sometimes and I don't love it and I don't have to
1: hmm maybe we should end there I don't know
0: let's end it Medines. You know,
1: um,
0: at first I felt like we'd lobbed a softball to John, and in the especially in the court of, of Medina, like it's very easy to win on you should love uh, 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 Bruce Springsteen. And when I'm convinced of a topic going into it, what I'm looking for from the pro is, did you hit all the notes? Did you hit all the, the things that I'm expecting to hear, whatever? And that being said, at the end there, Heels, I kind of felt a tug toward your argument. So Ooh. I'm split.
2: All right.
1: Split decision from wow.
0: one moderator.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the, I've been here for this is my, our, our fourth year doing yeah, this. Yeah, you're an experienced debater. This was the first time I ever thought about tapping out on the choke here. Whoa! Wow. <laughs> you thought wow. I had
3: you? I mean, look, Bruce Springsteen is... I don't want to say anything bad about him. He's awesome.
4: I'm excited for the outro of the show, where there's obviously going to be what Springsteen song is Mark going to choose.
1: Look, here's the thing. Santa Claus is Coming to Town is the obvious choice because it's Springsteen and it's holidays. But I think mark might go deeper than that mm-hmm. if he doesn't wow. i love it
3: regardless yeah. but then what yeah. do you do with i because i would say all those things are pretty much true for me i just don't feel the love i think there's
2: bruce. some springs if you love dylan there is some springsteen that will really book keep match. working on how that? did you get to love bruce yeah. was, there an was, an the was there an album was there an experience every prolific artist yeah requires a point of entry into their work that is very specific. When an artist is multi timbral when they're putting out different things each time, depending on what you hear, now, I agree with you. I don't necessarily love the more squared-off-sounding E Street band, the blaringness mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, the but bar bands. Yeah, yeah, okay. it's, not, it's, not, it's not my thing. I don't like those Lego pieces he's using to build, necessarily. But when you hear Nebraska... I was just going to say, is... we got a
1: Nebraska guy here. There's, it's so <laughs> obvious. You're wearing it on
2: your sleeve, and I love it. But sure, yeah, yeah, that was your point of entry. Even even Tunnel of Love, which, by the way, Mm. let's use this as a metric. In the 1980s, the late 1980s, was a vortex that sucked every authentic singer-songwriter into a crap production vortex. Every great artist has a bad mid-to-late 80s version of their work. And even when Springsteen was met with the sort of drum machine, the early digital kind of bad reverbs, he still pulled out some unbelievable tracks brilliant disguise that's a compelling argument tunnel that's of a, love
4: yeah makes me wish we heard you in the late 80s mm. do you what ever wonder what you would have married? sounded like Which do I you th- think
2: you could have resisted the void I think about John Lennon had he lived and certainly Whoa. I wish that he had but I think that every great artist through the nineteen, you know Eric Clapton it's soon the cheer, which is not a bad song, but the, if you listen to the drum I kind of like that song. I like it too, but yeah. in a kind of a retro way. Uh, what do you think was the best, purest, most authentic art that came in the mid to late 80s? In the mid to late 80s? It, it, um, I think it would have been things like... Well, mid to late 80s, remember Michael Jackson by the by the late 80s is sort of redoing his thing. He's uh-huh. not with Quincy Jones anymore. He's doing this sort of... We're, we're already in a like, bad and dangerous by Right, people. right. So... Mm-hmm. Where are we in the late 80s? What about, like,
4: Madonna? Wasn't she coming out then? Or was she yeah. yeah, Madonna what was, was early. George early? Michael was George having Michael, a good yeah. run second half I mean, the 80s. If you're
1: talking the Pixies, right, ladies? If you're talking, like... Pixies like,
4: avoided the 80s sound, more or less, right? I would they were say literally yeah. counter... They were
1: being a protest
4: act. Are, this, are we in the host 80s. chat? I, just, I not think not I so. yeah. but the I would say post-chat.
1: also, like, I mean... If you're talking '80s rock, you've got like Dire Straits hanging out. You got that kind of situation. Do we? Is that it's still
2: mid '80s? Like, I think it yeah. goes into sort of a strange production-heavy. People made Sting
4: some- isn't very. That's not his best time, right? It's no, early 80s. it's like Dream of the, the Blue Turtles. Yeah.
2: and, and, and not, but, but that's some good music. But, but production-wise, everybody sort of took a dip. Aerosmith was, was well, big. Yeah, what about oh, Guns N' Roses movies. Movies. Guns N' Roses. Oh, that's Guns cool. cool. N' Roses is
1: very 80s. And, and you wouldn't want them
4: yes. to be anything else. Now, yeah. anything
1: else. now yeah. my producer Mark is uh, mentioning R.E.M. as oh, an interesting oh, example yeah, yeah, of a counterculture That's right. Augusta, they Augusta. were an alt-rock Athens. Uh, Athens Green, right, you right. got you know, Murmur. Right, those are sure. all '80s albums. Yeah, I think, I think so. interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, college rock. Bj, where do you stand on the Boss?
4: Um, well, I think that, and an exception I think is the Beatles because I do think everyone loves the Beatles. But in general, when you said Dylan, I thought, oh, you love Dylan because some people hate Dylan. I feel like everyone loving something is the opposite of rock and roll Mm -hmm. and the opposite of rebellion and the opposite Mm -hmm. of everything the boss is Mm -hmm. about. Would even Bruce want
3: everybody, like if you asked him, should everybody love me, wouldn't he be like, no, bosses shouldn't and greedy people shouldn't. That's right. (laughs)
4: Chris (laughs) Chris Christie (laughs) shouldn't. Right? He wasn't happy that Chris Christie liked him. No. That's right. Chris Christie should
1: should have his Bruce card. Nor Reagan using Born in the USA. Do you
3: think Bruce a little bit had to like Reagan? A tiny bit.
1: It certainly was probably good for him commercially, right? That like, yeah, like ironically, right? Like he. But
4: there's no way he's like a Mondale guy either. Yeah, interesting.
0: American cowboy, you know, like. The dude is Bruce Springsteen from the West Coast.
4: People right. who were
1: paying a paying superficial attention to Springsteen were believing that right. Reagan and Springsteen were both right, of buddies. the same I brand. I think like yes. Reagan
3: Democrat is kind of a Bruce. That's yes. Bruce core. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Guys, I think we actually need to have some host chat. I haven't seen you since yeah. this last. We event. came into
4: the room yeah. and it was you come know, on.
3: How's everybody doing? What have we been up to? What's going on? B- I was out with some people last night. I was like, Hey, I'm going to see BJ tomorrow. What should I ask him? They said, ask him how he cracked the code that every kid loves this book with no pictures. They all are into it. Well, he, the guy just did it. You pick up this book, kids are laughing.
4: I just did it. Uh, I don't know if I can do it again. Wow. But okay, I cool was answer. just in Japan, where yeah. the book with no pictures is on track to be the number one best-selling children's book of 2018 cool. Cool. in Japan. Oh, I met unreal. the translator, who is yes. a children's entertainer. Oh, oh that's and great. And he went to classrooms for two months. He went to kindergartens, beta testing his translation.
0: Oh, and wow. And he very
4: carefully explained to me, you see this page? My head is made of blueberry pizza, and I said yes. And he showed me a picture of blueberry pizza. He Said blueberry pizza. I said yes. Then he showed me miso soup and fermented mung beans, and he uh, broke the news to me that children don't laugh at blueberry pizza here, but they laugh at miso soup with fermented mung beans. So All right. I, mean, I, I said, cultural. Great. Oh, this is this interesting? He really culturally translated. And there's the book.
1: also uh, am I? Aren't there also sort of like some nonsense sounds or stuff in the book, yeah. right? Like so, how did he go about that? Did he choose more? like I don't know did he yeah I,
4: I hear that the book is popular in Japan A because it's an onomatopoeic right. language uh-huh. and also that oh. rules are so central to society that the, the idea of a book that uses the rules to break the rules That's really great. blows up a kid's head see, which is I what see. that book is. can does. I
2: pitch an idea in case you're looking for a sequel to the Always. book with no pictures uh, the book with no binding <laughs> oh <laughs> just a bunch of pages yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. breaking the yeah. form you go, kids <laughs> I I'll was
3: wondering it. if you're, like, the Japanese language has some, in its origin, some pictographic element. Right? Mm. Is it kind of a cheat to have the
1: book with no pictures mm. in Japanese? Does it literally uh, translate as the book with no pictures? Yes, it does. Huh.
4: It does. Well, but I if I can throw it to our other guest here, please, um, um, a, a big aspect of touring Tokyo is the street style, the fashion. And, John, were you recently featured in complex as one of the most recent examples of you becoming a fashion uh, yeah. icon, and what you're dressed really cool today. What does fashion mean to you
2: uh, these days? That's such a great question. Well, at this point, look, I, I've, I always have to admit that I'm a consumer, I'm not a creator. Although I think I could probably merge into being a creator, I'm a highly knowledgeable, curious, involved consumer, right? So I'm an end user. But I'm involved in it in a way where I really like sort of taking all these influences and particleizing them as small as I can and then reforming them as something a little more interesting than you might see on on the rack or in the lookbook or something. And maybe it's like the best use of having a little bit of, um, I don't know, like built in acceptance to things I do. Like, you know, like you always think like people who play rock and roll can get away with stuff. I don't want to like throw a TV out a window or something. Uh, by the way, throwing a flat screen TV out a window now just doesn't sound as rock and roll as a like, no. No, no it's a shame, really, <laughs> yeah, that yeah, they've yeah. gotten so, yeah. It's uh, yeah. But, um, That's the, the but you're trying to do that, that in, with your clothes. I think there's things the that I can wear that other people could be like, he pulls it off. I'm, I'm interested in like using that to have people be like, I saw Mare oh. wear it, and now I know I can do it. So that's the only thing I'm into with fashion is like being slightly, using a little bit of bulletproofness. Like I went to a GQ party last night. Okay. I just stopped by last minute and I was absolutely not dressed for the occasion and no one had a problem with it. And I was quite pleased with that.
3: Now, if you're going to be pushing fashion limits, sometimes you're going to go over the line. And I hope I do. Make an error. What what were your fashion errors of 2018? if any? That's
2: hilarious. Well, you know what? I would say my errors. Lumes were
3: just like this. we, We blew. Um,
2: When I try to get too literal with something, like when I see something I like and it's far out and I get into it because it's far out, I always end up stinging myself. It's like, that's not why you put stuff up. But sometimes I do a little cosplay and I think it's when I get into cosplay that I slap myself on the wrist.
3: Do you have any like fashion pointers ideas yes. for 2019?
2: Well, I do have some pointers. Yeah. Here we go. Um, remember deal a meal, Richard Simmons is deal. Absolutely. Yeah. Where you got a certain number of points for calories. and fat. Mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. fashion in, in terms of what you wear every day is like deal a meal. Let's mm-hmm. say you have 10 points, points and you can't spend more than 10 points, but if you're going to wear a hat, that's like five points. That's like six points. That's a big draw. If you're gonna that's wear big, okay. jeans with orange patches on them, that's like six points. Mm. So you so if you're gonna wear something that's really interesting, like a Japanese robe with a whole bunch of multicolors on it, that's eight points, right? Right. Jeans and T shirts all you have left. Sometimes you'll see people, you're like, that guy's up to 30 points. Too many points. It's too, so you only have 10 now, to Now,
1: isn't it possible, though, that some people just can carry more points than other people? Sure. I feel yeah. like I can't get away with I have more no than points. two points. I got yeah. no like, points. Uh, yeah. I wear, uh, if I'm wearing an orange shirt, forget about it. It's like, that's, that's too much your for points me. and next week's points. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> well, right? now, like, don't you think that you could fight for more points? Yeah. I think you we to, don't know how
1: you have to convince people over time that you're a more points guy. Yeah. It has to be <laughs> gradual and, and it has to be believable. Here's
2: how you do it. Yeah. You have to convince them that they're trying to tell you, you look stupid is not worth their time. That no matter what they say, you're still going to do it. Like if you wear a hat, for the first time out in public, three the points. only way to wear that point, oh, that's three, four points yeah. right there. But the only way to pull that hat off is to keep it on. That's a little play on words there. If you look like the kind of person who is taking input on the hat, right. and you take the hat on and off right. and place it in the chair, you might as your hat's gone. it. You wear that hat like it's fused into your skull. Yes. You wear that hat like when people look at you, you Commit don't even know it's hat. there.
4: sort of like working out, lifting more and more weights. You need to feel some pain that's right. to know
2: that you can lift more that's next exactly. time. And I'm into right now a lot of weight. I'm into wearing things that <laughs> maybe even weight. I can't pull fashion off. Fashion points, fashion. And I'm, I'm not happy unless one out of every ten outfits is. It might run the risk of like running off the cliff. Can you think of an outfit that was just a
3: complete flop that you ran in 2018? That you were just like too many points missed. Sometimes I go,
2: I went like matching top and bottom. I've mm. experimented with like the matching everything, mm. and that's a little too much for a guy who's forty-one. Mm-hmm. I hear you. But what's the what's what's the fallout? What's oh. the danger mm-hmm. if you wear something that didn't work? You 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 just you, you got, you got more points. Is you what get, happened? You, yeah. the, you look, may have bought a couple points. Yeah. yeah,
1: the sun will rise the next day and it'll bring more points with it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's
2: right. Who yeah. has the most points? Well, you might say Pharrell. Has, uh, has definitely fallen. Yeah. Jared Leto has. I was going to say Jared points. Leto. Oh, wow, He, he has so points. many points. I'm
1: somewhere <laughs> up there. Are we talking there. about men only? Yeah, what women? Gaga's got the most
2: points. Gaga's got the most points. Points, points, points. Yeah, great. Well, yeah, when I see Gaga all in my next book points for trying and it's all about <laughs> it's all about uh how to wear, i, I how think to it's bowling. a
4: cool guide i do
2: maybe at the
3: back there should be like
2: little tickets you
4: maybe gq out. could make a booklet that comes exactly, out exactly i would, yeah.
2: I would yeah. love to be a style guide I, I would contradict <laughs> myself in two months Guys, come here to talk about i don't
0: think people do no no, no that about was about great though but i will say that if we had more discussions like that they probably would um I think we should try some tops. Great. We have or, got a room full of great minds. Maybe we could just top, top about them a about little bit. A got little some bit tops. And see what top kind of... Him, I have some tops top. that yes. I've have, I have submitted I like these
4: tops over the past year to the Great Debates Twitter account. Got some likes, but no responses. Okay. Now's the time to bring them up. All right. <clears throat> a misunderstanding in which Flea auditions to be in a Red Hot Chili Peppers video Is a plausible scenario. Take on
1: Dave. Let's
4: hear it. (laughs) You really think that could happen? I mean, I would take the pro.
1: I look. I'll debate it right now. I'd also listen to another top. Medina debate or tops. You're going to call this. Let's
0: top about him, which is just. like,
1: We get to go a little
0: ways down the road. Sure. The guy.
4: He has. I'm sure he started as an actor. He has an acting agent that's different from the people who handle his music career. It, it he, seems
1: that he's not going out for parts that would be like a small part in a music video. Here's what happens. The, he's not going to be like...
4: The Chili Peppers, let's say they're making a short film. Spike Jones is directing. Well, that's it's like a, a high-profile thing, and it's like mysterious yeah. A-list director, A-list band is uh-huh. making a concept movie. It's just that his first question is, who's the And band? he told his agent, I'm only going out for really special things. I'm interested in music. Right. I'm interested in great directors. Uh-huh. He shows up for it to play well, like tattoo parlor up. owner.
1: He says, "Who's the Kiedis
4: band?" is there and he's and like, go, "Hey it's, man, it's you're your coming band. out
1: for this
3: too." Ketus is like, there. You're
4: adding. <laughs> you're trying to make it more implausible. I mean, no, you're just Kiedis giving
3: me
4: this. this debate. No, is there a debate. Because he cares? Who's how the video looks? Oh, this Kiedis is a major project. Right. Okay. And he sees Flea, and he's like, "Hey, man, you're I you saying is there because he's in the
1: band, not because he also accidentally auditioned for the video?" <laughs> yeah, not okay. Crazy. I'm sorry if it's
4: So Ketus sees Flea, and Flea is like, "Oh, fuck, is that the mysterious band?" I mean, like, it's, and then it's like, oh, Flea, I Flea this plays it off. Thursday. Right. No, I get
1: why that's like funny and would be amazing, but that's never going to happen.
0: Then does Flea like,
1: continue
3: with the audition? I just said it's probable. <laughs> he, it's not plausible. I, I said it's
4: plausible. So there, if I, he told you that story, you'd never be like, you're a liar. You'd be like, oh man, I would I can be see like, that. you're a liar. I'd be right. like, you
1: didn't ask what fucking band was no, that? there's Medina? only one
2: scenario in which I could think it could happen. Can I just jump in on sure. this? Please. um Red Hot Chili Peppers has to say to their label, we want to make a music video, we can- but you cannot tell anybody who the band is. That's right. making the video top secret. At project. that one moment, that's the that's the locus of whether this is possible.
1: That's interesting, but that's not what the Red Hot Chili Peppers are doing these days. They're not making top secret videos. They're not trying to like they're they not might, the, they're not they OK Go. They're not like Britain like you don't have to sign in easily to wake in a up, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Not at video. the moment,
4: but it could happen next year. They could wake up and see an OK Go yeah, here's video the from problem five years ago we should do that.
1: If they do that, <laughs> Flea's gonna be part. That decision making process. <laughs>
4: no, that that's the case. You
1: think it's just Ketus and Chad Smith? No, flea's the fucking visionary of the band. He's the guy. He probably more than anyone. He's the guy who's having some say in what the video is going to be. He's at least signing off no, on it. Could, if there's like, a top secret music video or short <laughs> film or whatever, flea knows
2: about it. Yeah, but the air gap here yeah. is that the person who is the at the top of his the pyramid. His covering agent. no yeah, the, the, the person at the very top of the pyramid of the agency tells no one else beneath him or her that it's a Red Hot Chili, Pe- Chili Peppers video. They go, oh, Flea's been looking for work. Yeah, Flea That's wants to act, Flea but he's very selective. You know what? You guys have the wrong yeah.
1: argument here. I'm going to flip it. I'm taking the pro, and here's how it, here's the only way that it happens. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the Red Hot Chili Peppers decide to prank yes. Flea, yes. and that is the now only way count. it
4: happens. Yeah, it does does. All right. Sure. I have, I have another one. Oh, okay. If an EGOT uh-huh. is hitting for the cycle, yeah. the Grammy is the triple. Dave, do you want to explain as a baseball guy?
1: Right. So hitting for the cycle means you hit a, a single double, triple, and home run in the same game. It's pretty rare. Brock Holt was the first player to do it in the playoffs this year. Go Sox. Uh, he was the first. This year, he became the first player to do it in the playoffs of all time. Go right. Sox. Yeah. Uh and the e god is when you win an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony, right? And you're saying that the Grammy is the most comparable of those uh, element to the triple,
4: right? Because the home run is the best of them, right? The triple is the second best, but the most special and rare, and the least
2: likely to happen. Well, I can jump in on this. Can I? Can I take a con on this? Yeah. Yes. One, two, four. 3. Those are the numbers I wrote down okay. over EGOT. I'm with you on this.
1: You're saying the Tony is the triple. The Tony is the triple. I'm with John on
2: this. Mm. And, Absolutely. And there's, and, and there's a reason Why? that the that the Grammy is a double. I think we can all agree the Emmy, no offense to the Emmys, Emmy's is the a single. single. We all agree. But the Grammy is Oscar
4: is the home run? That's I correct. Think so, yeah. yeah.
2: Now, the Grammys, the only reason the Grammys is a double and not a triple is because they give so many of them out. Uh, on, on any, every year, someone That's wins right. eight. And I did this math. And I believe that one Grammy, I, ask, I, have, I have seven Grammys. And I asked myself the question, if I were in the movie equivalent of this, how many Oscars would I have? Mm. And I think I would have two and a half. Okay. I think I have two or two and a half. Okay, I, think John I, I think I have two.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think okay. I have two. I think I have two. And I think seven Grammys would become around two Oscars. Now you can get
3: a Grammy for like writing liner notes, or uh, reading liner an audio notes book. Sort of, Are we counting those? Like, video.
2: You can get a Grammy for best video. I mean, there's gotta All be right. some
3: guy you've never heard of who has 50 Grammys or 20 Grammys. Cause he's just the best. Like,
2: I think there's, I think three, uh, 3.2 Grammys is what every Oscar is worth. <laughs> Let me say
4: here. The only argument I, I think I'm being convinced that the tony is the triple but your job is not to get convinced your job is to debate the pro here right, right, i mean i right. guess this is top about him i'm sorry i'm so sorry i have to explain great debates <laughs> <laughs> wow here's how i would see the the grammy as the triple okay. thinking as i naturally do as a writer or an actor right hmm Uh, And I'm looking at Steve Healy, one of several writers in the room. Sure. Writer-actors. We could write a pilot. (laughs) Yeah. And if it goes well, maybe get an Emmy. Yeah. You could write that same kind of thing as a screenplay. Yeah. Maybe get an Oscar. That's the big one. You could write it as a play. And get a Tony, yeah. But if we wanted to get a Grammy, that's the freak. That's how the, the hell yeah. would we get a Grammy? Yeah, the is, other three go together. i have to And do as an another... actor, you can act in a play, a movie, or a TV show. But you're so wrong. If you do the audiobook reading yeah, of exactly. Michelle
1: Obama's book, maybe of your own book. You guys have both written books, and you're telling
4: me you I'm guys don't think you could win I, Grammys? It's easy for
2: me to picture it's someone so having
4: all three, but not the Grammy. It's easier crazy. than anything else. Crazy. Uh, a Grammy is for any now. Again. Audio
2: version of anything. That's right. Do you know how many Grammys? Jason Beyonce Alexander. Has? Do you know how many? does what is he least likely to get a Grammy? I bet he's he could. But be, it's have, the easiest to decide. It's the easiest to get once you decide to get one. Wait, how many mm, Grammys does
4: Beyonce? Twenty two Grammys. Damn. How many Oscars?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, look that
1: up. I mean, you can't just pick a random celebrity. You can't pick a comic actor and say that they're least likely to get a Grammy. I actually think like Jason Alexander's path to Grammyhood is arguably easier than his path easier than his path to Tony. <gasps> dumb. No, listen. What? Here's why. Here's why. He's not that great of a stage actor. He's going to be up against. If is he's he that great for, a singer? <laughs> no, he doesn't need to be a singer. He just needs to read a book, is as he you've great already said. All he needs to do is do a spoken word album, or a or a children's album, right. or a or read his book. Uh, you know, life Life with Jerry, or oh, whatever. Have that you that seen is. So him as a easy. stage actor? Where's this coming from? I made that part up. I haven't seen it, but here's Yeah, what I'll he I'll say. seems to me to be <laughs> a good, good, good stage actor. Yeah. But here's the thing: the Tonys every year you're up against heavyweights. If he's competing for a Tony he's competing for a major category, best actor, best supporting actor. He's not producing uh, uh, plays on Broadway. If he's competing for a Grammy, he's going to go up against, you know, like he's going to go up against Drew Carey for reading his memoir or something. He could easily
2: win that. It takes forever to put a uh, show on Broadway. It takes years to put a show on Broadway. I mean, Weird Al has a Grammy. He's a musician.
3: Right, right. Yeah, it's that's true. I'm getting really confused as to whether we're in top about ems or <laughs> I'm liking mid-level debates I'm or what. Proving
0: of the quality of the entertainment. All right.
1: What else we have? I'm still mad. <laughs> um, I, go ahead, BJ. Did you have other stuff?
4: Uh, I have Harvard. Right on. Mm. Harvard. Mm. Right on.
1: Mm-hmm. No
4: way. <laughs> uh, I have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is rock and roll. Mm.
0: Well, <laughs> we got to hear that. Yeah. Let's you know, take sides on
2: that. Let's split the room up. All right. Well, does anyone want the pro on that? I think it's rock and roll for me to take the con on this. Look,
3: I like Lost Causes. I'll take the pro. Okay. Yeah.
2: Well, if, I'm Steve if, Healy. I'm taking no, the pro. Like, no one, yeah. Do you no think, one's do you
4: believing in the pro... The
3: what? Rock and Roll Hall of Fame... Oh. Thing. Look, rock Elias. and roll is grown up into an art, guys. I'm sorry, but rock and roll doesn't mean throwing TVs out the window before, anymore, just like we talked about. Rock and roll means the music of friggin' rockin' out. I could go with him on this because... It's an art. Oh. It, is, it has an institution yeah, go now. Ahead. Go ahead. There's, great. Go ahead. there's great.
2: enough great, okay. once rebellious rock bands that now stand in the stable of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to color it as something very rock and roll. If I, if I said, in that room next to you is Jeff Beck, Jimmy Page, Robert Plant, Led Zeppelin's in there. Would you say that room was uncool? Would you say, I wouldn't go into that room. That room's not rock and roll. Whatever room they're in becomes rock and roll. I would say it's it's rock by association.
1: I think BJ and I should take the con on this. Here's the problem. The rock and roll, they're not in the room. There, it's not like you go to the Rock and Roll Hall metaphor. of Fame and Jimmy Page are there. Yeah, but it's oh, like they're, talking about they're going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and, Well, or we're the talking awards? about the total entity, and I think the induction yeah. ceremony should be part of it. Like, I understand that, and the people in it are part of it, but we're talking about the Hall of Fame. Look, I get... It's a clever argument that Healy's putting out there, which is that like rock and roll itself has is no longer rock and roll, right? That's sort of the argument you're making. Am I wrong? I don't want to this?
3: concede it in those terms, but I'm just saying there's a pantheon. There's okay. A... Well, the,
1: the thing is that like rock and roll music is still different than. Rock and roll as an adjective or a state of mind and so like the rock and roll hall of fame is not rock and roll at all because The very idea of nominating people and electing people to a hall of fame and like Celebrating their greatness and like dressing up in tuxedos. None of that is rock and roll I know those are obvious points, but they needed to be stated. Okay, but Dominating so hard that people have to fucking
3: pay attention is rock
1: Nobody pays attention to the rock and roll hall of fame the ratings of the induction ceremony no offense John I know you've been involved in the past it's not like people watch them. It's like they don't really care about them. The people I can't imagine that attendance at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame compares it all to like the Baseball Hall of Fame or the Football Hall of Fame. Making or so much goddamn noise that they
3: have to let you in the door. That's rock and roll, Elvis and that's what's getting into- wore
2: suits. Early rock and rollers wore suits. Right, but Early that's. Rock and I
1: understand, but that's not what rock and roll means. Rock and say, roll like, this is, is and
2: about roll, getting man. invited to that dance that you get to play your guitar. No, rock, rock and roll, and roll is, is about, about blowing
4: up the dance. No, that's, rock right, and roll.
2: that's right. That's right. Fuck and roll. the
4: dance. At We're rock core, and roll.
2: No, at its core, rock music is about how you didn't get kissed. And. Being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is the ultimate kiss from the pretty girl. It is the mecca for roll One rockers. of the
1: most popular phrases <laughs> in the English language is sex, drugs, and rock and roll. There's no way you're going to convince me that rock and roll music is about not getting kissed. Rock and roll music is about being able to have sex with every woman all you with lay your, eyes no, on. Up or until or about, every
2: man. Up until about 1965, all rock and roll is about, uh, And I kissed my baby. I'm going to kiss my girl. It's very sort of archaic in that way. The rock rock and roll you're talking about is, we're talking about the foundational rock and roll. I want to hold your hand. I'm okay. I De- desperate
3: pleading neediness is part of rock and roll. Is that's
2: that, exactly but, you know, right. When, when Wanting say, yeah. to get, I in the get door. into this party.
1: But no one no one who says like, dude, that's so rock and roll. If you no made one a says, a yeah. mean that's that's desperate neediness, if you made a list of everything <laughs> everything rock
4: and roll is in opposition to institutions, uh, the that's right, the official order of things, corporate that's stuff. Right. Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland, Ohio, absolutely.
1: <laughs> yep, that's um, right.
4: You know, these are...
1: Selling ads on VH1 to profit from yeah. uh, the... Celebration
4: of and music. just the official accepted order of things. That's what rock and roll was invented to fuck up. That's the spirit of rock. and I roll. I think
2: rock and roll has a certain amount of amnesia when it comes to playing by the rules. I think Bob Dylan said yes to a lot of things. Everyone always remembers, oh, Dylan said no. Dylan said Bob Dylan said yes to lots of things. Keith Richards, he slept a lot of the time. These, these, <laughs> these you know, people always think he was up and out. I, I'm sure Keith Richards was out for days at a time. But rock and roll has amnesia and all. All we remember is The Rebellion, but you couldn't have made a record if you didn't comply to get in the studio, if you didn't listen to a producer say, guys, that was the 60th take, but we've got to keep going. It Rock and roll does have compliance in it, and it's, in fact, the people who forgot about that who don't make it anymore because they do nothing and they don't leave their house. I, I'm not saying that...
1: Uh, look, that's a great point that there's a certain business aspect to rock and roll, and again, I'd reiterate the point that... like the. Rock and roll as a music is different than rock and roll as an idea and for something to be rock and roll doesn't mean that it like, you know, adheres to a certain um, criteria that rock and roll music does. It absolutely means that it's anti-authoritarian. It means that it's cool. It means that it's counterculture. It means that it's like you don't want your parents, your parents aren't going to like it. Your parents love the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. My parents love watching the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. That alone proves that it's not rock and roll. Question, would yeah. it be rock and roll,
2: yeah. in your estimation, to steal something from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yeah. Yes, dude, that's so rock and roll. It's rock and roll to steal Elvis's jacket from the comeback special. Is that rock and roll? I mean, well, that's. I
1: wouldn't choose that, yeah.
2: but. Why wouldn't you choose that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. Honestly, it's not that cool. You, you know what my honest reaction is? It's too. It's you, they'll too immediately miss it, and right. you'll get it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go a little. You gotta thinking to about start with the guitar pick. Well, you gotta start like, with like, it like Chris Cornell's guitar, guitar pick, or something uh, like that. Bo, like Bo Diddley forty five or great. something.
2: Great, yeah, great. That you
1: would you steal that. No, rock and I'm, roll. no, I'm not rock and roll. Of course, I wouldn't steal. Look at but me. But it it's rock, rock and roll, and roll too. Roll too, about too. Me. But it yeah. is rock and roll, too. a to three point it. guy over here. Yeah, that's right. Exactly.
4: Yeah. But, so let's say you stole it. You're 16. You steal it and you give it to, to the girl you have a crush on who's a huge Bo Diddley fan. Okay. Uh, and then the private security team of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame <laughs> knocks down your door and takes you away and rests you. Like, Are you like, hey, I'm on Team Rock and Roll. What does that mean?
2: That's what the question I'm trying to get at. Ooh, Would you watch team a movie rock and roll where the thrust of the entire movie is trying to steal Jimi Hendrix's guitar from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame?
4: For a girl
1: who's a big
2: For Bo Diddley
3: fan? Yeah,
1: it's a better <laughs> idea than most
2: movies. <laughs> rock and
3: Roll? I think you yeah, have blues. Early rock. Uh, early rock and Roll. Weigh in on the debate here. Yeah.
0: You know, the hard part, I think, John, that argument is actually for the con. It <laughs> suggests that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is the institution that needs to be broken into. and and. Well, and I was pilfered. thinking you were going to say
2: no, you wouldn't steal from the Rock. I'm surprised you would think that you would steal from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No,
1: no, we're not. Again, we're not saying that we it's would. Rock and it's roll terrifying. Kill. I would never do yeah, that. I'm do a that. rule follower. But it would be Rock and roll, be roll to steal that. It would be Rock and Roll someone. to do that, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think also, especially Elvis. And I jacket. would watch that
4: movie. Yeah, Medina, I would watch
1: movie. Too. Medina would steal Elvis's jacket. Yeah, how I many points is Elvis's jacket? That's just... <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Best> twenty five. <laughs> Wearing Elvis's jacket from <laughs> the sixty eight tour. That's Gaga all points. of them, baby. It's <laughs> that's the matter year all the point. That's all of them. That's <laughs> yes. just underwear underneath yeah. it. It's one of the most points in
2: history <laughs> yeah. for a garment. Did Elvis have a lot of points? Elvis had a lot of points. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I'm an, I'm gonna forever see people in the, through the prism of how many points they have now. Wow, this is fun. Nice. Hack. There's two points. There's a new um, school of Bible study that
1: include that uh, where people uh, say that Joseph was the, the point of <laughs> right, the Bible yeah. because of his technical <laughs> yes.
3: Awarding points to different people in the Bible <laughs> yes, yeah, is a yeah, fad yeah. among. And the it'll and come and but it is an
1: interesting textual analysis. Certainly, think,
3: yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the Quran, I don't even want to go there, but. <laughs> What else have we got? Any more debates? Tops? I had one
2: that I really liked, which was uh, great singing is what karaoke's all about. Oh, I like that one. All, all right. right.
3: The- <laughs> Go for it. Take the pro. you want the pro?
2: Yeah, I'll take the pro all right. on that. And Healy obviously wants the con. You want to take one? I feel like I'm talking too much on this. Let's get BJ no, to I've, take this. I guy feel down. like I've been talking a lot. Okay, good. We're then we're fine. <laughs>
3: Start talking, and some negatives are yeah, peered.
2: yeah, okay, yeah. great.
3: Make the case for this.
2: Who's
4: who's the, is this two teams or is it's this mayor 101?
3: versus everybody?
4: Oh, oh man. I like that.
1: Well, if someone wants to tag in as mayor's partner, they're welcome. This would be to, great. I would say.
2: What, which side are we on? Mayor's taking the pro.
1: Mayor's taking the pro. The great karaoke's great singing is what
3: karaoke's all about, and I'm waiting for him to talk so I can start. You know, it saying might be cons. fun
2: to see somebody. Try and reach for a note that they have no business going for or have more love than talent while they sing a song. That might be fun for their friends. You know, if you're waiting in line to do your song in karaoke and you see someone you don't know and they're absolutely massacring a song and their friends are laughing. That's not really what karaoke is about for the whole room. Karaoke is about somebody who can sing really well, but who lives a different life than a singer professionally. And for those few minutes, they get to live that dream and they have their song.
1: You know? I'm with John. I want the pro Damn with it. John. I, <laughs> want- I press want to the take button on my <laughs> voice chair before there anyone is else There's a place
3: does. for that in karaoke, yes, but what karaoke is about is freedom, liberation, being freed from, yeah, your current life or whatever, and it's not about proving that you're a good singer or having being a good singer be part of your life it's about even though i'm a bad singer i could have been a
2: rock star that's part and of you're my entertained by that Are you my entre- fantasy you, that's where you want Look, to go i'm get sorry
3: if you're uh, stuck listening to a bad singer or karaoke and you don't like it don't go to karaoke with people you don't love i say that all the time but the fact is the karaoke is about freeing yourself of your inhibitions of your restraints of your Self-imposed judgment on your own talent. No, it's I'm about on Healy's side now. I'm taking the time. Well, I'm back on Healy's side. I'm I was DJ. I'm,
4: I'm kidding. No. Take
1: whatever side you like.
4: Well, Mark, the producer, right here. Uh, We were talking about Japan right before the mics went on, and he said, oh, when you were in Japan, did you go to a karaoke bar? The look on his face did not imply that was a place to find beautiful music. (laughs) The point is, it was silly. It was fun. It was, as Healy said, people relaxing and and goofing off. That's what karaoke's about. Otherwise, um, Mark would have said, go to uh, an amateur jazz club if it's about great music
1: but the music at an amateur jazz club is going to be so much worse than the music from a great karaoke performance the familiarity
2: of the of the material no one gets up and does karaoke with unfamiliar material that would be we all agree that would just be foolish sure and being a great singer doesn't mean that you're entertaining you can be a great singer and still have all of the the sort of cheekiness and all of the you know what I'm trying to say. All the corniness. Yeah. Someone singing great, but uh, someone who doesn't sing for a living singing great can be can have all of the entertainment that watching someone butcher something has without it. Now, if you went to go see karaoke and. Let me give you an option. You get to go see 30 people you don't know sing, and all of them are butchering it. Or you can go and see 30 people, and one person gets up and does an unbelievable exactly. beat that sounds just like Michael Jackson. That is
3: a great part of karaoke, but w- in what world is karaoke a thing you go to see? You're participating. No, it's because a you have to wait for activity. others to
2: be done. You're sure, in a queue. Sure, but okay.
3: everybody at karaoke let is me, part of the karaoke. Let me take you up on okay, this. Yeah.
1: You get the mic. It's your turn to sing. Okay, yeah. Would you rather be able to sing beautifully? Or would you rather be the or would you rather sing as your singing ability?
3: I would love to have the gift. Don't you dare lie to me, baby. I would love that. However, I think what karaoke is about is not being afraid or inhibited by the fact that I'm not that great of a singer and letting it all out and having fun with it. And maybe in that mess, finding some beautiful notes, finding some moments, finding some connections connection with the audience, some connection with the song, something where even if you listen to me and objectively I was terrible, the audience experienced it as beautiful. There's nothing that's what karaoke is all there's about. There's nothing not about phrasing. being
1: uninhibited or feeling free that is inconsistent with being a great singer. And part of what will make the performance a great, I forget exactly what the phrasing is, will be that feeling of freedom and uninhibitedness in addition to the technical aspects of hitting all the notes. BJ, go ahead. Let's Sorry. say you go
4: to a dance party. Yeah. Okay. Okay, and you're telling people about a dance party, and you say, "Oh my God, it was the best dance party. We had the best time. Everyone was so technically skilled. Everyone's such a great dancer that we know they had they had learned choreography. They had taken a master class from Barishnikov. Like it was such a great dance party." No, the point is, some were great dancers, some were bad dancers. Just everybody was dancing. Okay, I'll take you. Let me. And this is the music equivalent of that. Let's
1: argue that actual point. You're having fun with words. No one would actually say everyone was such a great technical dance. No one would actually say like um, you know the, it was incredible. Like I could tell that they studied from whoever brishtkov But if you had video of that dance party and everyone you knew was an incredible dancer, I'd want to watch that video and I'd want to experience that much more than I'd want to watch my actual friends dancing.
4: Would you so say? You would would you point to that video to and say it? that's what a dance party is all about? <laughs> Uh, no, you'd yes. say that was yeah, a crazy absolutely. dance party.
1: Well, okay, but
4: uh, what an interesting aberration! That's a different
1: argument. That's now we're talking about the importance because a dance party setting is very different than a karaoke setting. A dance party, there's a much more everyone is participating at the same time in a dance party, and everyone is not participating at the same time in karaoke, and that is why the quality of the performance is more important at a karaoke venue than at a dance party.
3: You guys are refusing to accept the true spirit of karaoke is breaking the barrier between yes. performer and audience member. That you guys are living in a world where you go to watch karaoke or something, but it's actually about participating I'm with you and on watching. This. I have
2: no problem being with you on this. Thank you. But if you went to karaoke and you were number 16 in line, yeah, and you and your friends are 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, but for the first 16 you're there, you do not know these people, would you rather see a complete stranger just Make only their friends laugh because they're like Tom never does this and it's horrible, and you don't know Tom. Or would you rather see? And I'm not saying all of them need to be great. But what it's all about that's right. is that every that's once in a while someone all about. gets up there, that's right, and they do. You never close your, and everyone in the room can enjoy it. That's a for th- cool. That that's cool. That's part of the fun. But that's Tom, what 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 that, that's, that's what, what it's all about. about. We're no, we're no cool. about it. You just said
1: it's all about the variety of people. No, we didn't. We said that it's all about that guy singing. It's uh, All about that guy. You've nailing
2: lost it. That love we need a feel. moderator. In it's all here. about the guy nailing. <clears throat> okay,
0: so I'm going with the pro. Which yes. I did not expect to do at the beginning of the argument, but you really, uh, here's the I thing. I think they
4: get bonus points because I did not think that side could win.
0: I didn't either. I went to karaoke once, and it was at this great bar that doesn't exist anymore, and they had a really nice like competition situation, and there were judges up there that held up signs. This dude laid down this version That's right. of Thunder Road by Bruce Springsteen. Whoa, wow, all full I love that He blew everyone away. He Look, came out a no out of the crowd and he just wow.
1: Yes or no And that's is, what it's all about. That's what it's all that's about. about, what it's there about. You go.
0: That's right. It's <laughs> <That's> absolutely right. <laughs> and and you you reminded me of that moment and like that's what everyone's aspiring to in karaoke. So yes, it's great singing. That that is what karaoke's all about.
4: Should we have a holiday top? Yeah. Wow, do you have any? No.
1: Does anyone have any? We should have a holiday top.
4: Oh yeah. I sort mm. of forgot oh. it was the holidays. I'm being handed oh. Thanksgiving should be moved to September. That's interesting. I like Thanksgiving where it is. <laughs> Are you taking a side? or you? I'll take a side. No, no I don't know. Do we pro. want this? I'm looking at Medina, but
3: we're Thanksgiving's in the rear windshield. Yeah, it's not we're this going season. to Christmas and New Year's, guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How oh. about
2: how about living alone and having a Christmas tree is sad? Oh, no. wow!
3: top. Very interesting. You want pro mm-hmm. or con? Mm-hmm.
2: Oh God, I'm so pro on this. I think it's so sad to have a Christmas tree by yourself. You might as well not have one.
1: Do you live alone? I take, I live I'll alone, take the con. All right, okay, go for Great, it. Here. Uh, John versus BJ. We well, might, you guys aren't going to jump like, in. We, we oh, might, we might but, but oh.
2: we don't know what side we're on yet. So, John, go ahead. We are in between families. We have left being children of our parents, and we have yet to become parents to our children. And this is a strange no-man's land for the, the spirit of Christmas. When it comes to a Christmas tree a lit with whatever colors you're used to growing up, it is a totem of sense memory. And to have a Christmas tree in your house as a man, not, not, not desperate and alone, but just in between these two islands, uh, a Christmas tree can only represent the loneliness of your situation. And especially when coupled with one of those Charlie Brown ballads, there's no way, and I'm not saying that 24 hours a day you're gonna be lonely, but I promise you once a day when that song plays and you catch the twinking, twinkling lights of a tree that you yourself had to set up, let's remember, setting a tree up yourself is so lonely. Mm. Once a day, <laughs> the sight of that Christmas tree in the corner is gonna sting, and it's gonna remind you that you are ultimately, at this point in your life, alone.
4: I want you to imagine yourself as a 22-year-old volunteer. You're at college. You can't afford to go home visit let's your family. take a left
1: turn. Go ahead, sorry.
4: You yeah. can't afford to visit your family mm. on Christmas Day, so you choose to volunteer. Mm. You go to a low-income housing uh, care for the elderly facility. You walk up four flights of stairs holding a chicken dinner that they gave you to give to the person and talk to this lonely person mm. for an hour, okay? You get there. It's a 90-year-old man. He can barely make it the door. He opens up, lets you in. There's a Christmas tree there. Now that's happy. Are you
1: kidding? That's the saddest story I've ever heard in my <laughs> <The> life. <Christmas. laughs> you have to climb up four flights of stairs. What's happy about no that? No, I'm saying the whole family sad, and oh in all
4: God. of this, in all of this, he put a Christmas tree there. Fuck yeah, that, that is, is
2: beautiful. That is that is like up levels of sad.
4: Yeah, the chances that
1: he put the tree there are very low. The guy's 90, and you think that he was I'm able sorry, to carry... I'm sorry, he's 89, and he's... <laughs> 89, he carried a tree up four flights? Do you think There's he no stares way. at
2: the tree and is filled with love and all the memories that's right. of his life? He of that's his is wife? still
4: making it work. He is like, he's still putting in effort. He I, cares. It's like he put on a
2: tie. Like, this and is, that is sad. That is the definition of sad. No,
4: that is fighting through the sadness for for some Happiness. DJ, zoom
1: Healy, in on the tree. One of the ornaments hanging from the tree is uh, is the one that his son, who passed away at yeah. age forty eight, made yes. when he was a little boy. And every time he looks at it, he thinks about the son that he no longer has. It's it's of course it's sad, but this he doesn't 90- have
4: that son either way. Isn't it nice a, that he put he's up a he's tree got with an ornament? ornament, ornament and that's he's his cousin in Would you rather Australia? he didn't have this tree in <clears throat>? ornament? Absolutely. That would be happier. You know what?
1: Actually. That's not the question. The qu- I, I think it's great that he has it and I think there's beauty in We're sadness. We're all describing correct? a
4: sad scenario. I'm saying the tree in this well, lonely person's place. Well, you just gave the, the
1: argument. What? The question is whether it's sad to be alone and have a Christmas tree. No, is it no, the
3: look, Christmas sad tree to be is the man happy, alone. Yes. Is happy it sad to have a tree. Oh, no, 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 no. Despite the a sad glimmer. situation, someone who puts a Christmas tree there is happy. This isn't going to destroy John's argument, but I think it will weaken it, and maybe somebody else will get the death blow in off it, which is...
1: That's not going to happen, but go You're, ahead. Very, you, you guys have already started talking about an eighty-nine-year-old guy who lives it, on the fifth which floor. Is the walk saddest up. Ever heard it's unbelievable. very
3: possible to be lonely with a other happy people element. around. Do you, who's lonelier no, 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 than he, a fourteen-year-old kid who's not connecting fine. with their parents? Fine. They're not getting along at school. There's a lot of people around, but that Christmas tree is just represents something that's not real. It's an illusion. It's fake. That's the beginning of deep loneliness in somebody's life.
1: That doesn't disprove this yeah, point. Yeah, what? You just said that the Christmas tree represents something that's fake, and you're telling me that's not sad?
3: I'm telling you it's lonely to be around a Christmas tree with other people, without other it people, if you're in a lonely state that's of mind. If you're an, an 80-year-old Irrelevant. man, and you put up a Christmas tree, and that connects you with Christmas, with other people celebrating, with your family, with the Christmas tree you had as a boy, yeah. that Christmas tree is a lifeline. How it's sad. A helicopter Rope, uh, rope, would you drop rather from come God's up helicopter? to that
4: guy's house and he's in sweatpants and slovenly, he or would you rather come up You put on a bow tie? He has a Christmas tree, or even be though nothing by himself.
2: specific that would make you sad, you would only be looking at the end of life in a very empirical way, there would be nothing in there to draw on your heartstrings. So, All you would do if you delivered a meal to that man and he was 90 years old and he didn't have a tree in his house, you would just be confronted with the very sort of matter-of-factness of of somebody getting old and somebody getting ready to transition from life to death. That is not necessarily sad. In fact, I think you would leave... With a feeling of goodness for having done something for that person. But you're going to leave sad when you see that tree and you think, he misses so many people when he looks at that tree. He, mi- he misses, so- that's when you leave. And you might be back again because you say, I was so, so many sad people when I, I saw it. I'm going to bring it on
1: the Christmas he wishes he was having right now.
3: No. And whether or not, whether or not there's a would... tree. Okay, but you guys are losing the point, which the is a tree, tree is itself. at least something. The tree is an act of connection. It's an act of and courage, communion,
2: brave, summoning. It's not a big tree, right? So Can we agree it's not a towering tree? Right. It's a small tree. It's a modest tree. The chances tree. are it's not a real tree. How did this tree connect this
1: man to anyone? He's alone in his apartment. He by has definition, a tree. you have failed a tree. as it's a connector.
3: Christmas. He's part of the Christmas Everything spirit. Everything on the television The man without the tree is. is lonelier than the man with
4: the yeah. tree. Not yeah, not true. You guys he's are, in a worse are, state. You're
3: seeing the symbol of what connects him and thinking that just, remo- that by contrast, that tells you how lonely this he is. This isn't a
1: debate about loneliness. It's about sadness. It's and about the meaning of trees. You know what? I'm saying they mean connection. It is, and and we're saying that it means sadness. It's a remembrance of things lost. It's a it's a feeling of what can never be again. Especially in the instance that BJ has presented us with of this poor guy on a fifth floor walk up. The listeners
4: know. The listeners are going to get it.
3: The volunteer listeners have been watch Twitter. Well, there's people answer. are
4: crying of happiness right now. <laughs> <laughs> picturing this scenario. Eric Roth is going to write the movie of this.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we're going to let Twitter decide, but I think the, the pro kind of backed the con into a corner and never let go. Well, the con did create a scenario
3: that was hard to... <laughs> so it became opaque. <laughs> two lonely people meet over a small tree in an old man's no, apartment. I, I, kind of, I agree
4: with, <laughs> with the pro side. I mean, I, I wish I could agree with the con side. Because I do think it is brave, too. Mm-hmm. Here's, no. here's, well, the thing is, like, if you have a tree and you're alone, then you're
3: kind of settling in in your aloneness, mm. which is
2: lonely. It'll catch you in one part. Of, I did it last year, and it'll catch you one part of the day. You'll say, Alexa, play Christmas music. And when you get that Charlie Brown, Christmas Ooh. time. Oh. it's a knife through the heart have yourself have yourself a merry little christmas is not a happy song it is a very very sad song it is not it have yourself a merry little christmas is actually the one of the most ironic songs i've ever heard in my life there is
4: no straight out fuck christmas like lonely island song though
2: is there um that could be a hit hmm Interesting. Enough Fuck with Christmas. this. Enough with this Christmas stuff.
4: Down with Christmas. Well, well it doesn't have grinch. to be that blunt, but it could be, you know, an ironic, like, I hate Christmas, but I can you do it. tell they really sure like Christmas. Sure can't wait mm. for
2: Christmas to be gone. Yeah. Sure can't wait for Christmas to be Sure can't wait for <laughs> Christmas to be gone.
4: That's yeah. not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Man. And then the beautiful. verses are like. Written by Great Debates. Revealed. Songwriting credit to Great Debates.
3: Publishing owned by Great Debates. Yeah, we're, so all, we're all sharing all publishing,
2: show. right? <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait for Christmas to be gone. Ching, 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 ching.
3: <laughs> what female artist would you like to duet on I Can't Wait for Christmas to Be Gone? Once it's a huge hit this year and then next year they want to redo it. That's hilarious.
2: Oh, we're already redoing it this year. Yeah. Song. Uh, who would I want to do it with? Um, oh, geez. Uh, Cardi B? Mm-hmm. She would take a verse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Well, a I verse think, from Cardi B. I think
1: both you and Cardi... And, well, look, I'm just spitballing. Yeah, <laughs> But I think you guys are both alone. And I like that she gets a verse and it's not a duet. Because oh, I don't think... Cool. I think right. if you were together, you would not... Then we're not alone. That's mm. right. Yeah. But I think this is... me. Look, I don't know. Maybe you and Cardi just broke up. Maybe you guys were together a long time it's ago. Flux. Maybe you're a long-lost brother and sister who can't make it together for the holidays. While, a lot of possibilities. Right. While
4: it's fresh, mm. what do you think is the the hook emotionally why does this person want christmas to be gone
2: because their heart hurts too much because it just reminds them of the last year and they're just and and we live in a time it would would hit perfectly right now because we're sort of in this generation that pretends not to be able to cope Mm -hmm. i I think we can cope a lot better than we say we can Mm -hmm. on instagram Mm -hmm. and so the idea of just i just can't with christmas it I mean, if I were pitching songs like a movie, and I went up to someone came up to me and they're like, "Here's a song I want you." uh, It's basically I can't, I I just can't with Christmas this year. I'd be like, I can write it in thirty minutes. I
1: just can't with Christmas. I could see that getting some serious. (laughs) I like that you're. Yes, it has that traditional Christmas feel. It's sort of a like you keep the musicality of the uh, "All I Want for Christmas Is You" and those classics. Yeah. Yeah.
4: what's What's the Cardi vibe? She's like, get these presents away. Well, she would talk about all the stuff she
2: bought for herself. <laughs> that's right. Great. You know, she would say, like, I don't need somebody to buy me all these things. Right. I could buy my it's own right. things. Right. You know, no one, yeah, no one smoke gets Smoke weed, buy a gift, forget that it's for me, then I open it up. I'm surprised when I see, oh my God, I went to Cardi Stone Me <laughs> went to Cartier. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Cardi B, a present me. from
4: Star Me. Stone yeah. Me.
2: Yeah. Stone yeah. Me got a gift. I wonder what it is. been shaking it all. Oh, that's and then nice. I get, to, I get to, a good song to me, is exemplified by all the different little offshoots you can build for verses, and there's like a dozen. There's like a dozen verses. You know, I still have, it's I like still hallelujah. have a, uh, <laughs> it's like 11
4: minutes over five yeah, years yeah, yeah, to yeah. write
2: stocking with her name. I still have the stocking with her name. I use it, mm. you know, in the shower now as it has some other use all these, you're just sort of bitter because your heart's broken. And I think there's actually a lot of people who share this. I yeah. That, that's Absolutely. yeah. It's
4: the sad. It can be the saddest yeah. time
2: of year. That's
4: why I'm sharing songwriting credit is because I, right, I brought you can all share up. In the no.
2: <laughs> all right. Cool. Christmas no, I is think Great I think Debates' it's... His first nomination and their first win. Our triple! Gone. I can't wait Somebody's for Christmas to car- be gone.
3: It's, Cut to twenty nineteen Christmas. Someone's karaoke-ing, I can't wait for Christmas to be gone. And, and, and it's Bruce Springsteen. It. Yeah! <laughs> and
0: well, everyone guys, should love it. On that note, I am going to take us out of here. I hope you all have a wonderful Christmas, and we'll see you back here a year from now on the Great Debates. Thanks, you guys.
2: See those gifts up on the shelf. Yeah, I bought them for myself because no one else would come around. And that's why I feel I, so I'm, I'm so down. But pas, da, 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 the Great
0: Debates is produced by Mark Caricello. The theme song
2: was composed by Christopher Knight. The debaters are Steve Healy and Dave King. And the podcast is moderated by Dan Medina. Ding, 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 ding. It'd be great.